This is Paul Robinson. You're listening to Starseed, an intrepid adventure with Mark Glenn Moore. Welcome back to our second season. First episode of the season, Mark is addressing a meeting of MUFON, an organization that studies UFO extraterrestrial contact. He's in Roseville, California, and this is their October meeting. At this meeting is his first encounter with Barbara Eberhardt, who we'll talk to later on in this series. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, thank you again for coming all the way from the Bay Area. Great. Well, thanks, Deb, for having me today and for everybody here, and uh, thanks to MUFON. Uh, this will be my second MUFON event. First one was here and uh, met a few people that are here. So uh, my name is Mark Moore. I'm from Sausalito, uh, California. And uh, it's not that long of a drive up here. But in thinking about how I was going to present my story to you, I thought of it in terms of telepathy. And I believe that we all have telepathic abilities, and some have more than others. We all have extrasensory perception abilities. Some are more heightened than others. But I believe my my experiences that began very early happened because I was really open on that level. And so as if the the beings that I ended up meeting standing right next to me, perhaps people over here couldn't see them. I I don't know, but it's it's, um, it's kind of part of the story. So um, just a a few weeks ago, um, to try to illustrate that point, I was in a grocery store and I was looking at celery. And there's a woman next to me, and she said, I wonder where the baby broccoli is. And I leaned over, because it was right there, and I said, yeah, it's right over there. And she looked at me, she says, what? I said, you asked where the baby broccoli was, and it's right there. And she said, I didn't ask you anything. She, she goes, I was just thinking about it, about the baby broccoli. And she goes, you read my mind. And I said, I can't read your mind. I, I can only hear your thoughts. So I said, if, that is the, if that's the case, then you just projected the thought that you want to know where the baby broccoli is, and I heard you. So I think that telepathy is basically a, a, a way to gather signals and sounds, whether they're thoughts or words or, you know, um, however that comes. I, I ended up kind of ha- having that heightened sense, and I'll start with... My first experience as a very young child, um, before I get into to meeting the people, the light beings that, that, that I interact with, my brother died of SIDS when he was six and a half, seven months old. And I was the oldest, I was two and a half. And shortly after he passed, I'm sleeping in my bunk bed, and there's this big light over me. And it's my brother and he's totally out of body. And he says, Mark, you have to get up and you have to do something for me. And I'm, you know, this memory is pretty locked in because it was pretty impactful. And at two and a half, you know, you can start to retain stuff at two and a half. And I'm just amazed at what I'm seeing. And I'm saying, Michael, are you my brother? And he goes, yeah, but I need you to, I only have so much time, I need you to do something. Get out of bed led me down the hallway, we went to my father's desk in the house, we got a legal pad, 
a pen and he says, I need to write a letter to our parents to explain why I died. And so he said, here's the pen, here's the paper, and we started writing. Now I couldn't write it two and a half. I could scribble. But he wrote a pretty wonderful, which ended up being a poem. And when we were done, he asked me to put it on my mom's side of the nightstand. And, um, and I went to bed. And years later, the, the poem, it resurfaced. 16 years later, it came back into my possession. And it just starts, Dear Mommy and Daddy, Twinkle the Star in Sending a Message Down from Afar. So I'll pass this around. You can look at while I'm telling my story. That that was your writing at two and a half. I wrote it, but it was it, it was channeled. My oh. brother, my brother pushed my hand. Your, that was his writing. Oh. Well, he's, he wrote he, it with his, his My brother yeah, had passed. That, that, but yeah. I just seen you at two and a half writing that. It was my hand. Wow. But he he pushed the hand. I I couldn't write, and I certainly didn't know cursive at two and a half. So the next morning, it was like, um, and, and I believe it was, that wasn't the night he passed. It had to have been weeks and months. I'm not sure of the time frame. But it was just like, eh. My parents didn't make anything of it, didn't know where it came from. I said, no, Michael came and had me write a poem for you. It's, yeah. And, and they're like, that's not believable. And they formed a story that maybe a man delivered it at, at the doorstep. But... That's how that came into being. And so first out the gate, for me, I know there's life after death. Because that was my brother I played with. And I know he died. And then he came back. And that started a whole lifetime of, of different astral travel adventures with my brother. So the parents couldn't really explain all that. And I would say, oh, yeah, you know explain the story again. I got tired of trying to explain the story. So I believe at that point, I'm pretty open. I, I'm, I'm a channel. And I could hear my brother, but he didn't talk to me in words. He talked in full thoughts. Like, I want you to go and get a pad of paper, just one thought, you know. And I want you to do this. And then I remember one time I, I, I kept asking, how is this happening? He goes, shh, 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 concentrate. So very vivid. So I believe that I've just been a person that's been already open. So what I wanted to share with you today uh, is, is the first time I met beings that they, they told me came from the Pleiades. They came from where? They came from the, a Pleiades Stark Pleiades. constellation. Right. Cool. Am, am, am I speaking loud enough back there? I just, didn't hear that one. Okay. And this first interaction happened in, in the park. I lived in Sunnyvale, California, and I, I'm, I'm five-year-old, and I have to walk through the park to get to school and then back through the park to get home. It's in a track neighborhood. It's, you know. So I'd linger in the park after school many, many days because it was just the best place to be. And um, one day, this woman approached me, and she said her name was Maya, and there was a band in the square, and I was sitting by the band, and she was talking to me about, oh, isn't the music great? 
And um, she goes, you're a musician. I said, oh, yeah, I want to be a musician. And she goes, yeah, you're a musician. Then another day, the same woman showed up, and she's talking to me. And then I'm realizing that she's actually not talking to me. She's speaking in my head. And then I believe it happened a third time. And she says, well, would you like to go and visit us on the ship? Hi, this is Sandy with Olanapua here in Maui, Hawaii. I own an Ocean View penthouse studio condo here at the beautiful Kanapali Shores Resort in West Maui. This oceanfront property has two pools, a restaurant, a full bar, a day spa, and on-site activity planners who will book your day trips all over the island. In addition to walking distance food shops, the resort is located just a 15-minute drive to the town of Lahaina, where you will find plenty of restaurants, shops, and live music. To check room rates and availability for your Hawaiian getaway at Aston Kanapali Shores, Unit 936, go to www.vrbo slash 1242558. Again, that's www.vrbo slash 1242558. Hope to see you there. Aloha. I said, what ship? And she explained, well, you know, we're from somewhere else, and, but we're here and we'd like to take you on the ship. And I said as a five-year-old boy, let's go. <laughs> and so it was that instantaneous, I'm, I'm on the ship. And that was the first of many, many times throughout my entire life. So for some reason there had to have been, they felt the need to create a connection with me at a young age. I'm still trying to figure out the grander scope of it, but I know some of the small points of it. Do you remember being on the ship? Do you, oh, do you very much so. Did you see anything, or what did you see? Well, the first thing, the first trip was, uh, basically they took me on a, a quick spin around the, the Milky Way galaxy. So I got to see different star clusters and... and, and, and the whole galaxy. The Milky Way. And it didn't take that long. But perception of time, I don't know what that meant. Um, which was just mind-blowing for a five-year-old boy. And the colors were so vivid. And the, 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 the windows in the ships were big. Lots, lots of viewing area. The second trip, I'm still five years old, uh, was to start the education. And I wasn't alone on the ship. There were two or three other children, and there were a couple of, at least two adults. And they sat me in front of this big screen uh, that was uh, like, like our iPads now, but a big one. So I could touch it. And this is, now I'm, <laughs> six, two, eight, five, six, seven. Yeah, it's 1967, 68, I'm five years old. Um, and what they wanted me to understand was uh, my past lives. So on this screen, various past lives would, would come and go in visual 
and, and thought, but they, they didn't play all of them. They just played the ones that they thought was relevant to this lifetime and why I'm here. But I could move them forward and, and backward with my fingers. And so if I wanted to focus in on a certain scene or event that happened apparently in my past, I could do that or I could just let it go. And then the goal eventually was that they wanted me to operate this telepathically, which I ended up learning to do. So I could look at the screen, I could find out where I've been, where I've succeeded, where I've failed, and why it relates to now. And that's what they wanted me to understand is how, what led me up to here? And why am I on Earth right now? Why are we all on Earth right now? So over the time, they really focused me on, uh, on sciences and math, um, music, um, mostly with sustainability. So like a big theme they wanted me to understand is how important sustainability is for Earth. And so I learned early on about potential solar power stuff that would happen that hadn't happened yet. It was like they, they showed me screens to the future. And, and still, I've seen vast areas of the Southwest, mostly on Native American land, with acres and acres and acres and acres of, of solar energy. It hasn't, come, hasn't happened yet. But it's, it's, it's close. So through this, and, and about to speak about it, uh, you know, why, why me? Or why any of us? Why, any, why are any of us getting information, or why do we feel compelled towards the, the subject matter? And I know from these beings, they have a, a vested interest in humanity and humanity's uh, uh, ability to raise their consciousness because there's a big, a big community out there that they want us to come up and join the galactic community. So I can only say in, in, that I believe all of our wiring and genetics have been heightened over time. I think we have, we're more telepathic, we're more intuitive now as human beings than we have been. And uh, we do have the ability to see bigger things and if you look at the imagination with film and art and, and the technology and how fast it's moving. So we are definitely moving toward that goal. Uh, planet Earth succeeding is a big deal. Uh, these folks are really concerned about nuclear danger, the dangers of a nuclear event. Uh, they will intervene, I'm to understand, because the vibrational ripple of a nuclear event goes way, way beyond Earth. It goes, it goes throughout the galaxy and beyond, where we don't even have a comprehension of how. But apparently it's like, let's say your little dinghy out there on the pond and somebody throws a stone in. You're way on the other side of the pond, but it's going to shake your little boat. So it's kind of like that. So... There is a group of the Pleiadians that are here specifically just to help us. And we can tap into them. And 
it's just here. It's just being aware, and it's just having the ability to, to hear, listen, um, in meditation. Yeah. Backtrack, Mark, but I'm curious what your occupation eventually became. I became an entrepreneur. I own a solar energy company, and I have two patents in solar energy technology and design. Um, I've been in the natural food industry for about 30 years. Natural food? Food, yeah. So in the food business, I uh, promoted um, and sold vegan, vegetarian, organic, non-GMO products in U.S., Canada, Mexico, Europe. I, I just took a break about a year and a half ago where I got to actually focus on this. So I uh, started a podcast. I thought, how am I going to tell this story? Most of my life... I got the response like my mother. This could not possibly have come from you. Impossible. So when I've talked about this subject, and, and again, the first ones at five are just a couple of, of adventures that, that are I'm trying to get down into the podcast, trying to get each story out. It's, uh, it's been pretty fantastical, for lack of a better word. Um, I became a musician at about six or seven, in a band at eight, started recording about 15, playing professionally. Yeah. I'm working on my eighth album right away. In fact, I have an album I'm going to give to each of you. This is the last one. So I'll pass that out. If is, Anybody has a CD player still? Yeah. How do they end and not you know that's a question that that has come up I don't I don't know if I fully know the answer um, related uh, like my belief is that we are we're distant cousins from the bleedings so I, I think it has to do with, with some there's some genetic connection somehow I call them the light people because they're carbon-based, you know, and, and they are tall and luminous and beautiful, and they, they sparkle. So something, something in addition to the carbon-based body, there's some light particle body. They're more, more they're high frequency. Super high frequency, and, and they're highly spiritual beings. Highly spiritual. Like so crystalline, right? Like I, I'm hearing that we're going to be going from carbon to crystalline. They're like they're like right in the middle of that. Like you know, in the stories I read about avatars, um, the old, the old story I read uh, from autobiography of the yogi, there was an avatar that lived in a cave forever and ever and ever, and he attained enlightenment that he never died. His body just became light. You know, so I kind of perceive them as kind of in between. They are carbon-based, but there's a whole light particle about them, and they move super grace, gracefully. Is that like a piece of paper? You turn it sideways, and you can't see it, you just barely see it. No, no, they're very multi-dimensional. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like that. They're they're. You're just looking at really advanced, beautiful, tall human beings that sparkle. <laughs> so tell us, uh, so when did you start your podcast? Uh, the end of last year. 
end of last year? What's it called? It's called Starseed, an intrepid adventure with Mark Glenmore. Thanks. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't make it up. <laughs> now, that name came because I, I'd never really done much research on this subject until I decided to do the podcast. I go, okay, what's out there, All right? And uh, an, an additional motive for this, uh, the podcast, the first motive is that I want to just get this recorded because... It was, it was known that when I was a child that I had, I had agreed to one, way talk, one day talk about my experiences, whether I wrote about it or I talked about it like I'm doing now. It, it wasn't a, it was a possibility I agreed to. It was my will. It was always my choice. If I wanted to go on a trip, if I didn't, if I wanted to speak about it, if I didn't, I didn't have to. So, but I agreed to. And there were other children throughout my adventure and other adults. And so I know there are other people that had similar experiences to mine, haven't met one yet. And I want to find those people. Thanks for listening. For more of An Intrepid Adventure, go to markglenmore.com. This has been a Paul Robinson production. See you soon.